Well, good afternoon to you, and it must be Wednesday because it's another drop of the Pink League Podcast where we have powerful, innovative, next-level conversations with a K, yes, and so I ain't going to do the choo-choo. I got to get something. I already said it. I am. I'm looking for a choo-choo sound instead of me having to do it because it's just like, I don't know, but I can do it one time for the one time. (laughs) Choo-choo! And so today we have with us the king of Cobb County, and he's going to tell you why he's the king of Cobb County. So I'm going to turn it over to you, king of Cobb. <laughs> Thank you, Marquita. I am your Cobb County real estate expert advisor, Ephraim Abdullah, and I help families build wealth through home ownership, real estate investing, and debt conversion. Wow. Okay. You said you help families build real estate wealth through Real estate and home ownership, home ownership. Okay, home ownership and debt conversion. Real estate investing and debt conversion. Oh wow! Okay, take it one step. It's a lot. (laughs) Debt conversion part, but I want to focus on you know the real estate first. So I call you King of Cobb County, but does that mean you just only service Cobb County area when you know providing your services? That's a good question. A lot of people ask that question. It does not mean that I'm only in Cobb County. That's where I live. That's where I, you know, I'm I'm active. Uh, I specialize. I know this area like the back of my hand, but I'm licensed for the whole state of Georgia. And generally I work throughout the Metro Atlanta area. Okay. So yeah, I can help somebody buy or sell real estate, whether that's a house, land, uh, a commercial building, anything, anywhere in the state of Georgia, but mostly Atlanta metro area and specifically specializing in Cobb County, which is oh. a suburb of Atlanta. Amazing, amazing. Man, Cobb County too. Like I see you, we here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yes. So how does one, you know, prepare themselves to be able to, you know, get with you to purchase their first home like myself, you know, um, you know, Making out this list with the credit, I know, has to be done. So what else do I need mm-hmm. to do? Well, you're right. Uh, first, One of the first things is getting your credit together. Yeah, that's always important. And that's a, a challenge that a lot of people run into when they're trying to buy their first home in particular. Um, some people debate whether or not you should get your credit together first or you should contact an agent first, you contact a lender. I always tell people it's probably best to get in contact with a realtor that you either you you know already you know like and trust or someone that you you've been referred to that you know you got some type of connection with that person that you know some that they're going to be um one that they're professional that uh they're full-time that this is what they do for a living and that person generally is a resource right so i consider myself a resource So I can connect you with the right people that you need to be connected to, to be able to find out one, first find out where you stand credit wise. um, And if there's some work that needs to be done, put you in contact with the right people to be able to work on that credit, whatever the situation is, whether your credit score is too low, whether you need to um, maybe just pay off a few debts or whatever the situation may be. So my first time, my first uh, suggestion is to get with a real estate professional. That's a resource that has the other resources that they can connect you with to get you started off on the right track. Okay. 
So is it a realtor you maybe can um, just look up or, you know, it's best to have a recommendation for this realtor so you can make sure that, you know, it's in. Good question. Um, I prefer referrals. You know, I don't know about you, but if somebody I know has has done business with somebody else and they they um, can they vouch for that person. They did. They were satisfied with the with the uh, product or service that the person provided. Then I prefer to go with that. Of course, you can always look up somebody online. You can look at reviews, whatever. But just me personally, I like to go with the personal referrals. And if I'm not mistaken, because I was just looking into some stuff, my um my lighting went out. But um, don't some banks like um have lender referrals? I mean, realtor referrals. Some do from time to time. Um, they'll have relationships with a realtor that they'll refer if you come in without a realtor. Um, most don't. Um, so it, it kind of usually goes, some people will go to the lender first, go to a bank first to see what they qualify for. But like I said, it's a debate. It's, it's really a preference issue. Either the realtor first or the, the lender first. The right realtor can connect you to the right lender and get you started on the right track. So the reason I, I prefer referrals, one, is um, somebody you know has already done business with this person, right? They're satisfied with the job that that person did. So then that gives you a level of comfort that you don't have just going in blindly with someone that you, know, you, you don't know personally, you haven't done business with, and no one that you know has done business with, right? So with the right realtor, they'll already be connected to a lender that they know and trust that they've worked with. Like I have a couple of lenders that I work with and I know when somebody, when I send somebody to one of those lenders, they're going to be taken good care of. They're going to tell them exactly what they need to know to get in position to be able to buy. Now, if I'm working with, if I just pick a, a lender out of the blue I don't know how long this person's been in business. I don't know if they're uh, they're really skilled at what they do, if they understand the different types of loan products really well, and what's their level of customer service? How are they going to treat somebody when I send them to them, right? Are they going to be responsive? Are they going to answer their phone? Are they going to uh, be willing to answer 10, 15, 20 questions if somebody has that many questions? You know, I need to know that. I need to know when I send somebody somewhere, they're going to be well taken care of. And you can't really get that just picking somebody out, of, you know, off the Internet. Well, I'm glad I, we're having this conversation because it seems that's very important instead of Googling the realtor, you know, in the area. So very important to conversation, even though I already know a realtor, you know. <laughs> and so um, I want to kind of go over that depth conversion because some of this stuff is foreign to me because I'm a, I'm mm -hmm. a realtor. So what is that debt conversion? Only for, for only for the time being. Right. Temporarily, renter. <laughs> Temporarily, exactly. Debt conversion. Well, really, that's a whole show on its own. But basically, um, I'm connected with some other good people. Like I said, you know, your realtor should be a resource, right? So I'm connected with some really good people that have a product that allows you to eliminate. The, the interest, as much interest as possible on your current debt without refinancing or loan consolidation. And generally speaking, in half, you know, two thirds to half the time that it would normally take you 
and using it's only using your current income. So I can't really go into too much detail about it, but generally speaking, that's what it is. So they help you get out of debt fast, saving you a ton of money and interest and not without you having to change your lifestyle or go get a second job or a third job or whatever. Using the income that you currently have, they can help you do that. Okay, that sounds amazing. So you have something that you offer for, you know, providing more information on debt conversion. Um, I can, I have, uh, I can connect you if you're interested, more interested in that. I can um, put you in contact with the right people. So okay. you contact me, like I said, I'm the resource. You contact me and I get you in contact with the right people that you need. Cause some people uh, may not need that at the, with their current position where they are right now. So if you have, you know, let's say student loan debt, uh, car loans, um, even a mortgage right now, uh, typically speaking with, the average income this company can get you out of you know out of those debts all of those debts within you know, as little as seven to ten years you know it varies from person to person everybody's situation is different but you know that's i've seen some really 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 good results with so yeah yeah, so that kind of goes with the next question I wanted to ask you with the, you know, what is the best mortgage rate? You know, I hear these different things about 15-year fixed mortgage, 30-year, you know, mm-hmm. kind of goes with that, like paying your mortgage off early so you won't be, you know, retired or, you know, instead of having to worry about a mortgage. Right, right. Yeah, typically um, the lower the term, the the better the interest rate is going to be. So, on a 15-year mortgage or a 20-year mortgage, let's say, your interest rate is going to be lower than it is on a 30-year mortgage. And in a 15-year, it's lower than that, and a 10, so on and so forth. So if you, it's just, it all boils down to what you're able to afford as far as payment-wise. Um, I always tell people, if you can afford it, if your payment is where you can handle it, you always go for the lower term right? The shorter term. So if you don't, if you, if you can only afford a payment at a 30 year mortgage, then that's cool. Cause that, that payment is probably going to be lower than what you're paying in rent anyway. Right. But if you can go up a little bit in payment, it, it helps you to look at a low, a shorter term. So a 20 or a 15 year, you know, and I have a lot of people that are really interested in those shorter terms these days. I mean, just cause interest rates in general are super low right now. But those shorter terms are even lower. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So, with the longer, um, if you were to opt for the thirty years, say, can't you pay extra, extra towards that mortgage to bring it down sooner or something of that nature? Like I say, it's I never, I haven't bought a home yet. Let me watch. Let's say yet. (laughs) We're just gonna keep saying yet. Yeah, you haven't got one yet, but you will. Right. So it's coming. So it's coming. Say for instance, once I get my 30-year um, if I was to offer for me a 30-year mortgage, can I mm-hmm. pay the monthly, you know, without having to worry about paying extra monthly to bring it down sooner? Did you get that? Say it say it again, because I thought you were asking one. Are you asking, could you pay extra monthly to bring the to bring the amount down, the principal right. amount? Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, you could always, well, I won't say always because some lenders will, it, they have it set up differently. So they, they some lenders um, actually 
will penalize you for paying off your mortgage early. And use that's something you would have to you would have to just you know be clear on with the mortgage lender that you get and just be clear on that situation. But for generally speaking, yeah, you can put extra per month towards your principal, and that will save you money in the long run because you're you're paying down your principal sooner, and that means you're paying less interest. Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad I asked that question because I know with certain loans, you know, it's different terms, and they like, mm-hmm. no, we keep you them thirty years. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are what are the benefits? What are like three benefits or of uh, purchasing your home and being you know that homeowner besides written like I've been doing? Okay, well, great question. <laughs> so, the number one benefit, in my opinion, and this is all subjective. So, the number one benefit, in my opinion, is having a sense of ownership. Right? They say owning a home is the American dream. Right. So when you when you are buying your own home, it's just a, it's a different feeling that you have that this is where I own. I have a sense of pride in it. I can, you know, do it however I want. I can paint the walls whatever color I want. I can do whatever upgrades and improvements on it that I want. And it's only adding to the value of that home. Right. Whereas with when you're renting, you can do different things. You're restricted as to what you can do. All right. You're not paying paying towards ownership. You're just, I mean, you're paying to for the space to live. But at the end of the day, when you leave that space, you don't have anything. You don't get any return from that. All right. So that's the biggest thing for me. You just get that ownership, and it, it adds to your net worth. Basically, um, the average. So that leads into the second part: the net worth piece. The the um, building of wealth, which is what I talk about, helping families build wealth through home ownership. How does that happen? One of the main ways it happens is through appreciation of the property, right? So over the time that you live in a home, if you're purchasing it, you it's generally speaking going to increase in value. And at the same time, you're going to be paying down the loan amount that you owe. So you're going to be basically building a savings account just by living there. Wow. So let's say, and the average homeowner's net worth is about 107, I think now it's close to $200,000, whereas the average renter's net worth is about $17,000. So about 10 times more, a little bit more than 10 times what the average renter's home net worth is. And that's just because generally, that's just because the equity that builds up, that grows in that home over time with the combination of you paying down the, the principal and appreciation of value going up, right? The, the Probably the third biggest benefit to owning um, is your payments are pretty stable. Now you tell me, I, I, I've rented too. And when I was renting, they go up on the rent every year. Yes. Is that still is that the case with you right now? But not in the house, but in the apartments, they actually mm-hmm. was going, like they go up yearly. Yearly. Right. Right. So if you rent a house with somebody, you might get a good landlord and they don't go up every year. They may go up every other year or so, but they want to keep you there because they want to keep you paying that. You're basically paying their mortgage and then giving them some extra, uh, which is the profit for them. Right. right. So they, they have incentive to maybe keep that rent stable for you so you won't go anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. But, gen- but generally speaking, especially in apartments, like you said, that rent goes up every year. So I start off paying one amount and then two, three years down the road, I'm paying, you know, maybe $200 more. And if my, my income hasn't gone up, then that's putting a strain on me, right? I'm paying more for the same space. Whereas if I own, then I'm paying the same. My, my payment's not going to go. If you get a fixed rate mortgage, which most people get, your payment is going to stay the same for the full time that you, that you, own, that you own that house, right? So that gives you a, sense, a greater sense of stability as well. You don't have to go find another place when this one gets a little too expensive. You know what I mean? Right. So that's probably, for me, that's the top three. Well, all three were very, very awesome. The reason why I'm on my home buying journey. Yes, home. I welcome you. <laughs> so, <laughs> great points. So, in that, how would you say, um, I lost my train of thought. It was something else I was going to say. But in that, what is the biggest kick you get out of selling someone that new home? Like, what is it? What is it? What is in that for you when you do that? Well, uh, aside from the check, <laughs> and- <laughs> um, it's fun. To, it's, it, it's, it's fun to be a part of the process, really. Um, I get to see. I mean, this, this is the pro- for most people buying a home is the biggest investment they're ever going to make. And there's some conversation about whether it's an asset or a liability. And it depends on how you look at it. It depends on what you do with it. But anyway, it's the biggest investment that anybody, most people are ever going to make. And so that's a big deal. And it's also a place where memories are going to be made. This is where children are possibly going to be born. If it's a young couple, they, they just starting off. And, you know, they're going to celebrate holidays and they're going to celebrate birthdays. And they're going to they're have all types of things that happen in this home. So I get to be a part of that journey and putting them in a place that they they love. You know, people want to find a space where they feel comfortable and they can fall in love with and they feel good about creating those memories over over time. So it's, it feels good to be a part of that process. And I really be, I make friends with my clients. So right now I have a, a young lady that I helped. She, she bought a house seven years ago and did great with it. She sold that house and bought a new house, upgraded, you know, upsized and everything. And it and we found the perfect home for her. And she was just so ecstatic. She has three daughters and um, they loving it. So, you know, we I've been still in contact with her. Actually, I'm going to be doing a, um, a housewarming party for her in, uh, in January. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and her dad referred her to me because I helped he and his wife buy a house last was it last year yeah last year first part of last year and so we've been in contact still the whole time and you know it's just like you know adding people to the yeah just relationship building um I actually I'm going out to lunch with her dad this week (laughs) just to catch up and see what's going on so um I have you know several relationships like that with people that I've helped buy and sell homes and, you know, like I said, it's just cool being a part of that whole process and the journey. Right. Because that's like an intimate part, you know, um, purchasing your home and, you know, just being able to extend trust in the person who's going to help you make this big purchase. So right. I can't how it's 
you know, more so on a more, you know, relationship basis than just, oh, let me help you get this home. Let me get paid. But it's more, more to it for you than that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, of course, you know, the, the, the paid part is good for my family because I still have to live and, and put food on the table. But it, it is so much more because you are you like you said, it's an intimate process and you're in, you're involved with the family through the whole process. And it's something that could take, you know, up to in some instances, you know, several months. So I could be working with like the young lady I'm talking about. We were working together for I was I first made contact with her probably March or April this year. And we just closed on her her new house in October. Okay, okay. So yeah, we're still in November. So last month, yeah, yeah we just closed on it last month. And uh, so that was a that was a pretty good process. So over that time period, we had a ton of conversations. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I mean, with the process of getting her house ready, get one getting her ready as far as credit wise to be able to buy, also getting her the home that she was living in ready to get to sell it, you know, getting it in the right condition and getting everything together that uh, to make that process go as smooth as possible. And then moving on to finding her the, the right home, new house and getting her into that. So it was, it was a several month process. And um, that sounds great. And I want to go back when you said that she was upgrading, you know, like she purchased a home. So sometimes that first home may not be your dream home, but, you know, it's like she went after her second home, which is the more dream home for her. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because um, that's exactly what I tell people that are starting off and they're looking for their first home, your first home, <coughs> excuse me, your, the average person is going to buy three to five homes in their lifetime, right? Your first, we're not like back in the day when, you know, I know my grandparents, they stayed in one house right. for 50, 60 years, and that was it. They just didn't go anywhere, but they bought the land, they built the house and all that stuff. People aren't doing that so much these days, Right. So typically speaking, somebody will buy a starter home, you know, either they're a young couple or a single person or, you know, with a couple of kids, no kids. They're buying something that's that's suitable for them at that stage of life. They don't need a huge house. You know, they need you know, a couple of bedrooms, bathroom. And, you know, they're typically early in their career or something like that. And that they, they can't afford, you know, a whole lot of monthly payment. So they'll get a start at home. And that's what exactly what she did. Her kids were very young when she bought that home seven years ago. Um, it was affordable and it served the purpose. So fast forward seven years later, her children are a lot older, they're bigger, they need more space and she makes more money. So she, you know, the, used the equity that had accumulated in that house over those seven years Plus the amount she had paid down in the print on the principal, she had a good sum of money to be able to go and look for that next house. And this is the wealth building piece, this part of it, right? So she built the equity up in that home and she was able to use some of that equity to put down on the next home, which is larger, a lot more expensive, a lot nicer house. Um, and she was able to use some of that 
the, some of the other equity that was left over to furnish the house, right? She bought all new furniture. She was like, I ain't taking none of this old stuff with me. I'm buying all new stuff. It's, man, it was it was really nice. I was so, I mean, just so proud of her. And I haven't never met her, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at some point in time, she may, I mean, this house is kind of far out and she may want to move back closer into town. So she may be buying another house in another five, six, seven years, whatever her kids you know, are be grown and maybe leaving, maybe not. I don't know. But, uh, you I know, she may be in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she'll be in a different phase or stage of life. And depending on what her needs are at that point in time, she may buy something else or she may uh, and she she may buy something else, but she may not sell this house. She may keep decide to keep it as a rental property. And that goes into the investing piece that I talked about. Wealth, wealth building. Right. Exactly. So all of it starts with ownership first. Right. right? I mean, so informative. Like you got me really like focused to make sure this thing happened within the next year. So that's been my goal, but this is like igniting my fire, especially here in Hustle. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> like, yes. So um, what would you tell someone, you know, like myself who haven't bought a home? Like, what would you say to just get them? As well, you said so much because I'm inspired already. <laughs> like, do I need to even ask this? But what would you tell them, you know, they either want to sell some homes or maybe just purchase their first home, you take either one you want to take. Well, since I'm into helping them build wealth, of course, I, people, um, if they want, if they were interested in getting to this field of real estate, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can get in. You can get in as an agent, you can get in as an investor, and there's, there's multiple different ways you can come in with low or you know little or no um, cost to you. But since I'm into the wealth building, help people build wealth, families build wealth, I'm going to talk about you know, why they should own. I mean, we gave my three, my top three reasons, but um, if you're paying rent, you can more than likely afford a mortgage payment. Typically speaking, if you get a similar size home that you're to the one that you're renting, your mortgage is going to be less than it is than your rent. All right. So, but the things you have to work, they have to be, you have to get ready for is, you have to work on your credit. So I, I'm telling my kids who are, you know, teenagers up to, you know, young adults, 20, my oldest is 24, you know, take care of your credit. Don't get, don't get that, let that get out of hand and don't mess up your credit. It's easier to maintain a decent credit score than it is to try to fix it once you've messed it up. All right. So that's a, that's a big thing. Don't mess your credit up at all costs and save some money you know while you're working don't just go out and, and eat every weekend don't go to the mall every weekend shopping start saving up some money and you'll be surprised you don't have to have a ton of money um well i guess it depends you know some what what is a ton to some is not a ton to others but typically speaking you can buy your first home with three percent as little as three percent down all right so on a two hundred thousand dollar home you're talking about six thousand dollars, which could be a lot, but if you if you stretch that out That's over time, amazing. you could save that up over time if you discipline, right? So, number one, mortgage is more than likely going to be less than the rent for a similar size space. 
and you're going to be paying into ownership, which is going to grow your net worth tremendously over time. And then that'll allow you to do so many other things. And we don't probably don't have time to get into all the different things you can do. But once you have equity in a home, you can access some of that equity to be able to invest in maybe real, real estate, you know, rental property, maybe stocks, cryptocurrency, starting a business, you know, renovating the home itself to improve the value on it. I mean, there's so many different things you can do that come along with ownership that you can't do and if, if you're renting, right? You just don't have the access if you're renting. Yes, I'm glad you said that because like I said, you know, just breaking generational curses, but I would meet people and I'm like, how do you start this business? And they'd be like, you know, do equity, you know, in their homes. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like, I wish I had been knew all this stuff, you know, but what matters is that I knew it today, you know, right. and it's out here so that if you've been a renter or if you have, you know, haven't had anyone to tell you, you know, Ephraim is providing the knowledge and the resources, you know, and so let them know how they can contact you for more information on how to start their home buying process. And do you only do Georgia? I'm only licensed in Georgia, but I have, I'm a part of an extensive nationwide and even some, you know, outside the country, um, top realtors around the country and around the world that I can more than likely the where you, wherever you are, I can connect you with some top agents in that area to be able to help you in your home buying or selling process. But the easiest way to get a hold of me is by phone call or text. And my number is 770-800-7922. That's 770-800-7922. Um, I typically answer my phone. Um, and if I don't, I'll return the call, especially if you leave a message or send me a text message. I respond to all messages. I can also be reached on uh, social media. You can reach me at Ephraim Sales, ATL. That's E P H R A I M S E L L S A T L on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, and what else? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> I am. I got a couple of videos on TikTok. <laughs> I get a lot. I, I'm not dancing. I do not dance. <laughs> I get a lot of love on TikTok, though. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. I, with all the knowledge you have about the process, I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, you know, pretty good bit of love on TikTok. Okay, yeah. Surprisingly, you know, I, I, I was, I was like, well, TikTok, what? You know, okay. But I, I did it. And <laughs> Yeah. And I want to also drop his information in the description box. But before I let you go, I mean, how many more properties do you plan to sell in the next three years? Or what do you plan to be, Ephraim, in the next three to five years? Ooh, three to five years. Um, my goal next year is to sell 50. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I need to, I want to help 50 families buy and or sell I'm gonna be next year. You're going to be one of them. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to help 50, maybe not 50, because sometimes like with the young lady I was referencing earlier, she sold and bought. So that's two sales, but only one client. Right. So I may not be helping 50 families per se. I may only be helping 30 or 40, but exactly. 
right. 50 transactions is the goal and to help people really just understand my, my, my objective is to help people understand the power that they have when, when owning a home. Cause some see it as, yeah, I just need to get something to live in, to put a roof over my head and have a space for my family. But it's, it can be so much more than that. And that goes into the whole discussion about whether a home is an asset or a liability. It's a liability if you're just using it as a place, as a roof over your head and you're paying the bills every month, even though it does accumulate, you know, it, the equity grows and you do grow your wealth, your net worth, but it, that could be considered a liability. Where it can be an asset is if you are able to take some of that equity out and use it for some of those other things, like we said, investing in, you know, rental property, um, instead uh, of just stocks and all that. So it can grow and then that can grow and that's where the wealth building comes. The wealth building yeah. comes. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, I mean, such an amazing resourceful interview once again with Mr. E from here. Um, King of Cobb County. I have to just throw that in there. And so... Um, King of County. <laughs> so I want to leave you out with this um, again today. You are what you think. If you're thinking negative, you're going to read more negative. You're going to be negative. But guess what? When you think positive, you read more positive, and you show up more, more positive. So you choose which, which, which one you're going to do. Get your mind right. Because those thoughts are powerful. Right. Are what you think. Just like you are what you eat. <laughs> so in that and one more thing, that also plays along with your thoughts. So I just have to let you know that as well. And tap in with myself on Instagram at Marquita Beyond. And once again, with E from at E from Self ATL. And everything will be dropped in the description box below. Blessings on blessings to you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs>